Newcastle's best childhood centres, The Little Unicorn. Explore, play, discover, grow. Enrol now. Supporting Newcastle's only mum's radio show. I got it from my mama. With Beck and Sarge. NHM, I got it from my mama. We're talking about religion this week on the show. Of course, uh, Bishop Pell has been in the news a lot. And uh, I went to a religious school, a Catholic girls' school and got married in the Catholic Church. Now I've strayed a little bit in terms of like not going to Mass all the time. I don't do that anymore. But we're interested in how religion affects people in their lives and also children growing up in different religions, Beck. Yep, and we are going to talk to John Saffron and see what his views are on it. And Mel and I would like to point out that anything that discussed or mentioned by John um, during the interview does not mean that it's our views or opinions absolutely. Um, or anything like that. Yeah, we, he's totally respectful though. Ab- yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think he's got that reputation. But yeah, I just, I think that's really important that we stress to all our um, loyal followers, mm. none of these views or opinions are ours. And we're pretty much on the fence with what, what our opinions are and we're respectful and non-judgmental of everybody's views and what their beliefs are absolutely and i think that's something really important to instill in your kids if you haven't done it yet we'd really appreciate you going to your podcast app be it apple podcasts or podbean and leaving a review for us even if you could pause it now it would be so amazing review of the week review of the week is kalia awesome resource for mums i especially find it useful as a first time mama yay congratulations oh yes well done and there's another one from savvy girl let me just say this okay it's cute Love, such an amazing podcast. Love hearing from other mums and their lifestyles around the hunter. That's so nice. Someone said to me the other day, they saw me in the street and said, I love uh, your show. It's so real. And is that just us talking about the struggle all the time? Because it it is real. (laughs) Go and get a glass of wine and enjoy the rest of the episode. John Safran coming up next. I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify and NHMNewcastleHunterMamas.com. Thanks to our sponsors, The Little Unicorn, offering quality early childhood education for children aged between six weeks and five years of age. With a focus on fun, play-based learning, The Little Unicorn Centres have been designed with your child in mind at the little unicorn you can have peace of mind that your little one will develop the skills they need for school and life the little unicorn.com.au at honeysuckle broadmeadow and soon to be charlestown square i got it from my mama with beck and sarge joined by john safran uh for the show this week and really excited because uh his work speaks for him talking to you about religion john um What's your take on school and religion and how did it shape you and how do you think it shapes others in terms of their education? It's a difficult one because I don't think you can micromanage things. I think it's a a balance, like with lots of things. I don't think it's like the end of the world if there's a bit of religion chucked in because life's messy. (laughs) (laughs) Pretending there's going to be like meltdowns because there's a bit of, like there's a religious instructions class once a week is like the equivalent of, oh, the kids are going to go on shooting rampages if they listen to heavy metal, if you know what I mean. But yeah. on the other hand, it can be overkill and also you have to respect people that they have different beliefs and, uh, you know, you just have to, there just has to be some happy medium. 
Yeah, I can remember a lot of uh, religious classes in school at uh, Mandeville Hall in Melbourne, which was a really strongly, or well, it said it was a strong Catholic school, but I was often asleep, you know, sort of on my desk. So I don't know how seriously the people were taking it. But as a mum myself, now I'm really thinking about where I'll send my kids to school and how much it will impact them when they're growing up. Oh, yeah, I, I, I felt... My school, because I went to a regular primary school, just a state primary school, and I went to a state high school for one year, then I went to a very religious Jewish school for the remaining years. Not because my parents were religious, because I was mucking around too much at my school, and oh. I thought I'd get a strict education, which didn't end up being the case. But I, I think things like, for instance, the fact that the single-sex school had a bigger yeah. impact, possibly yes. negatively, than the fact it was religious, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, and just getting just getting back to the point, it's, it's just kind of hard to micromanage things in, in so much as just because you send your kid to a religious school and like it, that, that could be a bit of flavour, <laughs> as, yeah, as opposed to it being this dramatic negative thing. And and also, it, it can, sometimes having like things thrown at you or being in environments where you're not exactly. Uh, you know, you have to keep on your toes a bit mentally, like, well, what does this mean? This is different to what I do at home. That can just stimulate your brain in a good way as opposed to a bad way. But maybe I just had a particularly not bad experience with <laughs> It's interesting that you say about single-sex schools because I had that as well, and I noticed um, whenever I go to parties where um, or gatherings, so to speak, not parties anymore probably, but where people went to the single-sex schools, there is still you know a boys' corner and a girls' corner, and that is like so 20 years down the track, right? Or yeah, I definitely. I reckon I'd be better if I would have like had a girlfriend in you know, year nine instead of... <laughs> Yeah, integrated or... <laughs> possibly. I, I think it's about whether the religious environment allows dissent and allows questioning. Yeah. And uh, at least in my experience with, it, with in Judaism, like things aren't that high, highly strung, where, for instance, you, you are allowed to question, like say things like, well, you know, it makes no sense that God exists. And like, like that wouldn't have been a provocative thing at all at my school or yeah all all, all those questions that you just have like just didn't weren't that provocative in the context of my school so i imagine if you did go to some religious school where you're thumped every time you question things uh that that would be a different experience it's a bit it's a bit like like one of the first things i did when i was on tv uh, when i was first on tv is i was uh did a uh, kind of a comedy documentary thing, a little five-minute video where I tried to influence the outcome of a footy match by using the, the power of prayer. And I'm over in Israel, you know, running around being a lunatic, going to rabbis and trying to influence the outcome of this AFL match. And I didn't realise at the time uh, that, that, oh, people would look at that and go, oh, he's being anti-religious or whatever, or he's taking the piss out of religion or whatever, when really that just seemed like a natural extension of my Jewish education where you sort of question things. So I guess with that, not that I thought about it that hard at the time, I just thought it was funny, but you know, I, I suppose with that it was sort of making fun of the idea that you can just, uh, you know, reach out to God and, you know, try, 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 try to get him to change the world based on 
your you know, narcissistic needs or whatever. So It's funny that you say that because even now I own a yoga studio and we create intention at the start of practice and that's sort of almost the same, putting things out into the universe and if you put this much energy out and everyone's putting out the energy that an outcome will result, there might be something in it but there might not. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, yeah, so that, that seems to be a thing. So maybe religion school's okay as long as you can dissent. What about a recent thing that's come out in the media where certain political parties are trying to pave the way for gay children not being allowed to attend religious schools? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, that, that's <laughs> so good. All, all, this, all this stuff that you have to... There has to be, like, reciprocation of... You know, just be a bit generous, just to be flexible and, and you know, like I said before, not trying to micromanage everything. That's, that's like, yeah, why, why, would you, why would you try to micromanage things where you're hassling kids about their sexuality? Just, you know, just let it be. For most people, I think they've just moved on so much that that seems a bit weird to still be hung up about people for being gay. I, I remember about... Like, cause I'm always following these, like, far-right groups for my work and these, like, white nationalist groups. And it is funny how, because they're a bit younger than me, you know, like, some of these, in these groups, and just listening to their podcasts and reading their page, like, they don't care about gay people. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, they're Nazis these days, or at least the young ones, you know, the uh, Gen Z if you're a Gen Z neo-Nazi, you don't really care about gay people anymore. So it's like, that's how advanced, mm. you know, that, that's how beyond we are with worrying about gay people. <laughs> yeah. Like the far right don't care. I'm not saying every last far right doesn't care, but yeah, that, that's why it seems a bit strange that you'd still have people hung up on someone being gay. It seems to me, studying things, that all religions uh, do have flaws, but there's obvious nah. benefits to them, otherwise they wouldn't exist. I, I, right? I won't hear of it. I won't hear of it. <laughs> what, what do you think the main things that uh, people get out of religion are? Well, I think in the overall or mix of things, it can give you a sense of perspective, can give you a sense of history, can so much as... Uh, so much has kind of been spawned from, from the fact that thousands of years ago people believed in these faiths and, you know, countries have been formed, wars have been fought, mm. so much music has been written where the person <laughs> touched by Jesus. And to understand the world, you've got to understand religion. It's almost like there's just no option of not investing a bit of your time in trying to understand it because you won't understand the context of so much. And... I don't know. With religion, of course, it becomes a murky of where religion ends and culture starts. So yeah, religion true. can be good, just in the in the in the way that being in a culture can be good, or you know, being in a supportive community can be good, and having a sense of belonging can be good. So yeah, it's like a, a religion can be one one sense of that. I, I went on tour with Richard Dawkins because he's a big atheist, and I was the Q and A guy, you know, every night as in tour in Australia, and he just doesn't see it that way. He just doesn't understand that it's, it's murky, and he, he just thinks, you know, people just have to 100% drop their religion, and, and they're only allowed it as a culture, and yeah, it's, it's, that's like just really confusing for me, that argument, because I, 
Because for me, I find it really hard to unpick which part of my Judaism is religion and which part is culture. Like every Friday night when I was growing up, we'd have the Jewish meal, the Sabbath meal, and the family would get together, and that was great. And 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 kind of when, when I say that, but we you know we'd light candles and say these Hebrew prayers that were, I guess, talking to God. <laughs> and but Richard Dawkins doesn't understand that he's like. He wants that to be this 100% definable, cultural, non-religious experience. And But as he said with your yoga before, like, like at what point is sitting, shutting your eyes and ruminating over your life and the, and the world, at what point does that become religion? And yeah. at what point is it just you're kind of sitting there and relaxing? And yeah. do, do you really have to you know, pin down and define the exact point and, and, and is it wrong if you're seeing it as spiritual as, and not just mm. uh, yeah. relaxing? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I I guess our religious episode can't at the moment not feature George Pell. Yeah. Um, what, what, are, what have you found that you've thought about since all this has happened with George? Oh, yeah, I guess like a lot of people, I was surprised that after he was convicted, even though he's appealing, so, you know, so, so we're kind of at, and lots of people who are found guilty appeal, so it's not mm-hmm. unusual that in this case he's appealing. Yeah. So we're both at the end of the, we're sort of at the end of it because he was found guilty, but, you know, we're not at the end of it because he's appealing. But, yeah, I, I guess, I, I, I like a lot of people were surprised by how many powerful people came out and supported him after he was found mm-hmm. guilty. Yeah. And uh, you know, like I thought that, and it's kind of hard because, on the one hand, someone individ- individually, as an individual, feels like an injustice has been done. Someone's been found guilty, and they don't believe. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I work in true crime. I've written a true crime book, written lots of stories, and you know, so much of that world is about someone's been found guilty, but they're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so on, on the one hand, it's not. If it's just sort of out of context if there's individuals who who want to fight for him like fine or whatever but it is taken as a totality and also put into a broader context it is weird that these conservative columnists and conservative politicians that seem to in all all sorts of other contexts not really be on the side of the criminal Mm. (laughs) as as only on on the side of the person who's been found guilty do you think it is something to do with what you were talking about before, John, in terms of um, cultural ingrainment and religion, uh, that they just uh, find themselves in a situation of blind faith around figureheads like that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good observation. And then it's even more confusing than that because a lot of people standing up for him aren't Catholic. They're, Andrew Walt's not Catholic. He's not religious and... Mm-hmm. John Howard is something else. Let's say he's a Methodist or something like oh, that. Is he? So, I thought he was Catholic. No, no. 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 And so, yes, uh, probably. I'm. This is just total amateur psychologist, and I'm have no qualifications. So let me let, let me bang on about it. So total amateur psychology. As you, that's a that's a good observation. That if a figurehead like him is flawed and. The, yeah, it might it might be quite uh, uncomfortable for them to think about because they've invested so much in that people figurehead like him aren't flawed, and then 
you know, it, it would be a bit of a shock to the system. Yeah, I imagine the case of George Pell or with people supporting him. I mean, I, I think it's more around things to do with the culture wars and mm-hmm. yeah. and maybe they simplistically put George Pell on the side of conservatives and his critics on on the side of these uh, you know, evil lefties or whatever. When I don't think it's like that at all. I think there's mm. plenty of conservative people who would <laughs> think the Catholic Church is a bit dodgy. Well, it seems like it's just a systemic problem with the church in terms of people being prosecuted. That's something that went on to a certain degree. We don't know what the degree was, but it was pretty horrific. In terms of being able to, yeah, separate the culture that you talk about, John, from the religion, that again proves a problem here, doesn't it? For sure. And and actually, beyond him just being a figurehead, and people wanting to be in denial about that. When it comes to abuse of children, it's so horrifying oh, that yeah. that you can see people just don't want to face up to it, even on that level. Like, I was watching Q&A this week. Oh, what is a mother, I can assure you. On ABC, and it's just a bit of a... Just, just like, just cast this awful shadow over... You just don't want the world to be like that, so... You can see that there's an element of people who aren't abusers but are around, ab- but are around abusers. There's an element of, like, you just don't want to face up to it because it's just okay. too horrifying. Yeah. What do you think the religious landscape will look like in the future? Do you think it'll be any different than it is now? Yeah, I don't think it's going to die off and... Because there's highly motivated people who want to keep it going. And I don't quite know how that all fits together because it's got to do with demographics. Uh, so, so, for instance, in the Jewish community, you just have really high, highly motivated ultra-Orthodox Jews in America who are just doubling down and just continuing to wear the black furry hats no matter how hot the weather is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they're ghettoized. In America, like they just form their own little self-sustaining ecosystem, you know, in the middle of a secular city like New York, and so, so that people like that will continue to go. Whilst on the other hand, in America, secular Jews are becoming more secular, marrying non-Jews, becoming less committed to Israel, things like that. So. I don't know where that all ends up at the end of the day, where you've got bunches of people who are becoming less religious, but uh, a cluster of people doubling down. And, of, of course, there's, there's ways in which we've become more religious. And or we're not us, not we've become more religious, but religion has shoved itself in our face and we've kind of lost. Like, for instance, uh, you're not going to get anyone drawing a picture of the Prophet Muhammad. <laughs> you know, it's like a devout Muslims have made it very clear that they want the wider community to respect the blasphemy laws, and it kind of appears like we've kind of gone, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so that's weird in, in that lots of examples of religion is kind of fading out, but then occasionally it seems to be fading in. Fascinating. 
Thank you so much, John Safran, and uh, right. taking the time to talk to us. You've no. been really generous with your time. No, thank you. I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify, and NHM Newcastle Hunter Mamas.com.